am special guest Susie Hot Rod. This is the Power Motion Picnic Hour. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Power Motion Picnic Hour. As always, I'm your host, Dave. Alongside me, as always, is Trevor. Hey, Trevor, what's going on? Not much. How are you, Dave? <laughs> I'm doing good. Doing great. Excited to be back on pod. I'm always excited to be here with you and with our our listeners uh, across the the northeastern United States region and Belgium. It's an exciting it's an exciting time right now. I'm always curious what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we have an exciting episode this week as as we just heard in our intro song, our special guest Susie Hot Rod joined us, and we had a, a great talk. Great talk, um, memorable uh, for a lot of reasons. I think one that will will stand out is uh, Susie does not currently like running. Our first counterpoint uh, style guest, I suppose, for the and she didn't really present the argument against running. It was just a skeptic's approach. Yeah, skeptics view of the running world. Um, and she brought up some good points. And, you know, like we always talk about, it's it's a personal thing. And whether you like it or dislike it, uh, you know, I, who are we to say? Yeah, I mean, so we're going to get to that pretty quick. Do we have any business we should cover first? I think we got some mailbag. Um, do we want to, why don't we go right to the interview and then we can come back to it? All right, we're going to the, hit the interview. We'll do some mailbag on the way out. Uh, cue the transitional intro to the interview music. This is the Power Motion Picnic Hour. We have <laughs> we have a little song that we we do. Uh, oh, like, okay, like cool. A, a theme song. So the theme song will play, okay. and then and then it'll come right to us, and then we'll say, "Hey, Susie, thanks so much for joining us in the Power Motion Picnic Hour." Hey, thanks, Power Motion Picnic Hour. It's pleasure to be here. Oh. Uh yeah, no, we're 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 super stoked. Um we we usually have our guests do a quick introduction and and say their name and anything else they want to say about themselves, but if they want, you know, you can just say your name. Sure. I'm Susie Hotrod of the Gotham Roller Derby and I have a complicated relationship to running, so I hope that we can really dig into that tonight. <laughs> Oh, good. Well, we might, I mean, we might be able to help, but if we can't help, I think our, our listeners might be able to help because we have a pretty, right, pretty active listener mailbag. Correct. Uh, yeah. And I think one thing we we try to do a little bit differently than other running podcasts is we're just not as knowledgeable about running. So we're we're constantly surprised by things that we learn from our listeners and, and guests. Um, so if you have any, if we can't answer anything ourselves, we will We'll probably speculate on air, and then we'll also reach out to the listeners uh, to to give you a real answer. Yeah, this this podcast is mostly just me crowdsourcing training advice for marathons. <laughs> nice. This is like my radio show on WFMU, where the listeners know more than I do. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. It's, I mean, it's it's fun that way. Yeah, there's no expectations. Yeah, it's it's like you know, it's DIY punk rock culture, right? Where you there's no division between the audience and the stage. Um, and so we're, we're applying that to, <laughs> this is the DIY version of radio, right? Good metaphor. I like, it. yeah, it's close. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll clean it up in, in post. Um, but yeah, I mean, so as far as, yeah, the complicated, your complicated relationship with and history with running, I, is that what you said? Oh, I, it's just like, I, I hesitate to say that I hate running because I'm on a running podcast, but <laughs> we, we can talk more about it. I'm really curious what you have to ask and what I can offer. Yeah, well, I mean, like, you know, we I think we all have a similar, maybe a similar background in running because Trevor and I ran track in high school. And I think you I think you told me once you ran track in high school. I did run track in high school. I ran track in grade school. I loved running in grade school. And then I did a little bit in high school. And then socially, I just lost the interest in that group of people. And I just totally mm. quit sports altogether by the time my teenage rebellious hormones were at their fullest. I was not wanting to be on the school bus at Saturday morning at eight o'clock to go to a track meet. So I retired from that world. And then for some reason I used to be at one point in time, that time I was able to run. And now I feel like whenever I run, my body wants to die, but maybe you can encourage me. Maybe that you get over that hump. I don't know. Maybe I, <laughs> roller skating doesn't have the same feel as running. So we make no guarantees. I'm a, uh, as, as, 
as mediocre as I am at running, I'm even worse at roller skating. Um, but I do own I do own a pair of skates. Um, you did you did it hurt yourself pretty badly on those skates? Yeah, that was her call. <laughs> I thought I broke my ribs uh, early. Oh, early wow! That that first day of the pandemic, where they um, when they told everybody, anybody who worked in an office or whatever, when they were like, "Hey, you're going to be working from home for a while." That that Friday on my way home, I went to Paragon Sports in Union Square and bought a pair of roller skates. It was like the last one left. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah. And like, and I, I, and then I don't know, at some point, two or three weeks later, I, on 23rd Street, I skated into a stop sign. <laughs> Whoa. You, maybe you were meant to play roller derby. <laughs> oh, when I was, when I was younger, I think I would have been okay. <laughs> but now, <laughs> now one stop sign was almost the, almost prevented this podcast from ever happening. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I, was, I hope you was, don't run into stop signs while running. Maybe you're probably I haven't, fine now. I haven't yet. I, I fall a lot during running, though. I, I almost hurt myself just this morning running. I took a pretty big crash, um, tripped on a route and fell. You know what's funny? I think that my experience in playing roller derby makes me more, more resilient to not fall and trip because I have mm -hmm. slipped on slippery things and not eaten it. Like I've been able to like recover and I have bump tripped over things and narrowly escaped death. So I think that my reaction yeah. skills are pretty strong from roller derby. So maybe that would be in my favor if I began running. So, I mean, we're not here to try to convince you to love, love running. That's definitely not. Our oh, thing. this isn't an intervention yeah. of my, okay. Good. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. You can, you can have, it's actually kind of cool. You're the first uh, guest uh, to join who does not like running. Um, and so, so anyway, the, uh, yeah, yeah, I think what yeah. you're describing, like the, I think roller derby, from what I understand, and skating, like the lateral movements, the balance, all of that would would serve you like really well um, on trails, where a lot of it's like just about keeping your balance and stuff. Yeah, I actually have run in Forest Park in Queens. For any of your listeners who do enjoy that place of running, it is a really soft, nice place to run with a lot of mm -hmm. things that you could possibly trip on. But I will say, for scenery, it is quite a nice place to go. Oh, cool. And were you one of those kids? You said you were running in sort of middle school to high school. Did you, were you one of those like middle school kids that could run like a five minute mile? I never made it to the mile. I was only really good at the 400 because I wasn't fast enough for the sprints, but I wasn't endurance enough for 800. So the four was my sweet spot. I, I think it's pretty hard to run 400 meters or 400 yards, like flat out 400 meters. Well, you get away Winters. with not being as fast as the sprinters, though. That's true. I don't know. It's like, I, and but I couldn't do hurdles. When I did once, the hurdles was like the most sad showing of my life. <laughs> and I was never asked to do the hurdles again in the one year that I, I ran freshman squad track. I think, Trevor, uh, you, you ran hurdles. That comes up about about every other week. Every, every, every few episodes, my my hurdling career comes up. Um, it was, it was my best event, but I think it was cause it was kind of random. And similarly, I, I didn't have to be quite as fast as the, the sprinters, like hundred meter sprinters. Um, but like, I think it's like a certain, you have to have like a certain space of your stride. And if you have it and it's timed correctly, then, then I think you're good. I think that's basically all I had was like my stride lined up with the like one, two, three jump or whatever it was. Um, I have bad rhythm, not a drummer either over here. Uh -oh. So maybe that's why I was not excelling at that. That's, that is another, <laughs> another thing though. And you, you left that out of your introduction. You are also a musician. Uh, I am a, t a person who can barely play guitar. I don't know if I would call myself a musician, but I'm definitely a music lover. Yeah. All right. Well, music you know, I think, I, I think most of our, that's the other thing about we tend to have people on this show who overlap as musicians. Every every guest has been a runner and a musician. I think that's probably rare, though. Yeah, I, don't I mean, know. usually the the jocks and the rockers don't usually rumble <laughs> together. It's it's funny that the thing you said about like what you quit track because you just like at that point in your teenage years you just didn't want to be on the track team, right? Because it wasn't where you were at socially and. No, and the, the funny, th yeah, no. And the funny thing is I, I had that same thing with sports when I was a teenager, because I played tons of sports growing up and then socially it just wasn't making sense anymore. But it's funny. I joined the track team at 17 and it was like the first time in years that I'd felt like I was enjoying the social vibe of a sports team. Wow. That is pretty unique. Were you playing at ba in bands at the time already or no? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I had like my own bands in high school, like, a. A couple different bands, like one the first couple of years, one the last couple of years, and, and oh wow, uh, 
like um yeah we had i mean one of the let's see one of the like one of the captains of the year that i was a senior he had had a punk like a punk ska band in high school and then one of my close friends he was a captain the year after i graduated and uh and he was in my band so yeah it was it, it kind of just maybe maybe just the scene where i lived it was like a cooler running scene i went to catholic school most of the people on the running team were in the pro-life club uh Ooh, okay <laughs> Mm. yeah see our yeah our track team was the place you could hang, <laughs> hang out and talk about music like in between races uh, and stuff there was there was one girl who i really liked uh maria holst because you know you always have to say everyone's first and last name when it comes to high school but uh she just loved you two so much and i liked her uh and i was like maria's cool she likes you too and she used to just sit alone and listen to her disc man over and over again listening to you too and she just loved them wow i mean that's... i like maria yeah <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying to think what U2 album that was. was that like it was the zoo zoology zoo. What is it? Zoropa. Zoropa. Yeah. In the nineties. Yeah. I liked that one with, um, lemon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm and then not the Depeche Mode greatest hits came out and that's all I listened to for an entire year. Oh, wow. I did. <laughs> Until hey. I got into Brit pop. Yeah. That's that's, that was big. Mm -hmm. That was big for lots of us. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be over there soon. Uh, what's it called? England. Oh wow! Fun. So I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try to pretend it's those days, as I, as I do every time I'm there. I I would just pretend it was the '60s. That's harder. I, the last time, the last time I was in the UK, we went to see the Rifles play in Glasgow. Oh wow! And yeah, and the, and I was at the bar buying whatever a drink, and the bartender like apologized. She was like, "I'm sorry about the crowd. Like, they're it's not usually like this here." I thought you were like an old man who was trying to enjoy a nice night at the pub and all these young no, music was, people were ruining it. <laughs> no, she, no, no. It was, it was a really cool, it's, um, it was King Tut's Wawa Hut, which is like a really cool club. Oh she, my God. What a cool name. <laughs> yeah. She was, no, she was saying, this is a bunch of old geezers. I'm sorry. It's not uh, usually like this. And I was like, oh, no, this so is. Yeah. That's flattering <laughs> I, then. Yeah, exactly. I was like, no, no, I'm one of these geezers. I just. I look I look good in this light or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, nice. I'm a geezer too. So I just soft dissed you. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, it's it's all right. It was a it was a lovely evening. So rule one of podcast: insult host. <laughs> Check. <laughs> it's one form. It's a one traditional form of icebreaker. And uh, mm. as as we uh, we celebrate all forms of running on this podcast, including dislike of running, so we we celebrate all icebreakers <laughs> as well. Okay. Yeah. We're looking to push push the boundaries. Um I guess another way we we sort of come to enjoy running is we've we've sort of like thought about running as a lot of different things, like sort of outside of the traditional sense. So like a lot of longer running and we've had our our first guest um was the popular runner Jim Pergolisi, who runs very long distances, a hundred plus miles, like, oh. in like yeah. <laughs> Wow. And so, and not, not to say that, that you need to go right there, but you can do like our last guest, Brendan does like a five mile run where some of it he's walking. Cause that's what he feels like doing at the time. So like, I think if you run and postmodern, yeah, you can just sort of uh, more run based on what feels good. And, and if running does not feel good, just stop and walk for a bit. I like it. That's like I self care. The way yeah, I, it's good, good. Listen, that's, that's sort of. I think a lot of it's sort of Dave's running philosophy, right? Run, run by feel, and uh, listen to your body and all that. And he's oh, actually I'm terrible you know, at listening to my body. <laughs> I only have one setting, and it's go. <laughs> if I listen to my body, I don't know if I'd be playing roller derby for as long as I have, which is now 19 years. Although three of them were pandemic-y, but it's been a 19, while. 19 years, and you won um, a national championship. The, when I played the high level of roller derby, playing on the all-stars that traveled all over the world to play other cities, we had won four global championships wow. during the time I played on the team. I stopped playing all-star level in 2014, and I've just been playing locally in New York City since 2014, I guess beginning of 2015. So it'll be, I'll wrap it up maybe next year. We'll see. Spoiler. Yeah, um, that's a big, big news news reveal on the podcast uh, right i mean there. i say that Bombshell. who knows it's like you know everyone's gonna be like it's the last tour it's the last tour it's really our last tour it's like guns and roses has been doing their last tour exactly. now for 
five years. Exactly. Like, exactly. It's like I, I like to often reference um what's it Clarence Darrow on this podcast. And I believe in the Scopes Monkey trial, when he's said it's like, you know, <laughs> about how the world is created in, in seven days. It's like, you know, how do you measure a day? Right. Um I have to pretend like I know what you're talking about. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. I'm not I sure I remember. Know. I don't know. I don't know. But yes, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like roller derby is like dog years. So many things change in one year. The only thing that's constant is Susie. I feel like I joke to all of the roller derby retirees that I'm going to make them a button that just says, well, I know Susie. <laughs> <laughs> Who are all these strangers? Even I don't even know. Who are well, these I new people? It, yeah. If you watch enough seasons pass. Well, you invented um, your team, right? The Queens of Pain. Yeah, we only had two roller derby teams in Gotham at the time, one for Brooklyn and one for Manhattan. And then I was at a Christmas party for roller derby and we were in line for the bathroom. And I was like, let's just add a third team from Queens and we'll call it <laughs> Queens of Pain after the Cramps song. And then that was history. And then you, there it was. <laughs> it's a great, yeah, it's a great move. It's funny too, because it, it is the coolest looking team visually, logo wise. And um, I don't think that's a controversial opinion. No, yeah. I mean, we have we get to be the black clothing, which makes it easy to pick out jerseys. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it has kind of like a little bit of like a kinky S&M undertone. Uh, maybe to the outside, eye, it might just be that our team is is the color black, but we have some things with like little whips and crowns and stuff. So it's it's delightfully throwback kitschy. I hope we always hang on to that element as things grow and change. It comes across very... Um... Judas Priest. Yeah, very good. Yeah, I used to have one of one of the most expensive pieces of clothing I owned was my little leather biker cap, like a la Rob Halford, which I nice. purchased on Christopher Street at one of the finest leather goods stores. It really is like the most expensive piece of clothing I own. It's, is that <laughs> I was just walking down Christopher Street yesterday. I think that store is still there. Yeah, there. Yeah, one the time. Well, the demand doesn't go away. Yes. Well, it's a niche, you know, it's yeah. a specialty. I went uh, in that journey. I went into the leather man, which is the most famous one. And I was like, oh, and do you have gloves here? And then the worker was like, not in your size. What? <laughs> and I was like, OK, I get it. I get it. This is your uh, special store. That's funny. <laughs> but it, that store smells amazing. I'll go. Yeah, I won't just walk by next time. I'll go check it out. Yeah, um, open the door and just take a whiff. It's like walking into a bakery, but it's all just leather goods. Okay. Like, <laughs> uh, speak. I guess I know. So I didn't think previously about convincing you to like running, but um, but that, I do like that idea. I was I was at a local roller derby bout just two nights ago, and after the bout, I found my myself talking to people about running as I often do these days, and. Uh, and maybe explain to someone why they might want to run more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Did you convince them? They told me they were going to. And I think what I what I said was, um, it's a little bit what Trevor said about just doing it by feel and just what feels good. But the other thing I tell people when they're trying to run longer than a mile or, or two miles, or whatever, is just to run really, really, really slow. Um, like slower than you even think makes any sense to be running. I might um, take that advice because in the times that I have run, I have found that after the first like two minutes, my body's like, wait, this shouldn't be happening. We shouldn't still be moving. I think I have to go to the bathroom. Why are we still doing this? And then if I continue to do it, I'm like, okay, I think I'm in the groove now. Maybe like, oh yeah. The, yeah. What, what, is there a name for that initial hump of torture that you're like, brain is like, what is this? Why? No, this should be I, over now. There probably is. And there. <laughs> Yeah, I think some of it is just your body's cold and like the more you warm up before and then even then though, like doing, you know, you're it's still hard, like you still have to do the running itself for like probably a mile or two before, before you can actually feel like sort of over that hump. It's definitely got it. Yeah. Is it's that like a time thing too? Would you say it's at least five minutes or? Uh, yeah, you're right. You're thing, right. Or? No, it's a time thing. Do you think, um, do runners think about things in mileage? Like, you know how parents measure babies by months. And if you don't have a mm -hmm. child, you don't understand weeks and months. Like they're always measuring in weeks and you're like, it's is a, your kid one yeah, year old? And they're like 12, 12 weeks. You're like, what? It's, okay. It's a, yeah. It's a really good question. I think we like to think of, I, we sort of like on the power motion picnic hour, we'll sort of go back and forth a little bit. Sometimes we talk about distances um, and other times we just talk about time. And I guess like, there's pace that sort of brings them together. But I think 
in terms of like the running that Dave's talking about, where you just go slow. When I when I started, so I, I had run earlier in my life, but when I started running sort of again, the, a recent resurgence was beginning of last year. So like not that long ago, um, before I started running like more seriously than I ever had. And when I started out, I actually didn't know that I was going to be running. Like I asked my friend, I wanted to do this, this like long, I sort of pictured it as a, a hike first. I wanted to do this long hike um, up in the White Mountains of New Hampshire. And I and I said like to my friend who's really good at this stuff, you know, what would it take to, to do this? And so at first he just had me out like walking and stuff. Um, and like a lot of it was just about like, go whatever pace you can. And it, if it was like, you know, really, really slow, like you just go super slow, right? And then over time, it just like gradually builds a little bit. And then before long, he started referring to it as running. And I was like, oh, shit. I Yeah, I guess that's what it is now. I'm sort of running. Well, this is like a, a Yoda like mentorship. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know if that's helpful or if it had a point, but I guess it's all to say start super slow. Definitely agree with that. One um, thing I have noticed in roller derby when people retire, a lot of times skaters get into running because I think of the freedom to just immediately be exercising mm -hmm. without having to have equipment or a commitment to other people. You can literally walk out your door and be doing the thing. And it has happened for many people who have retired that needed to scratch the itch of probably like, mm -hmm. I guess, the endorphins from the exercise. But yeah. there have been quite a few people that have pivoted over into running. And I think it's the convenience of just boom and you're out and doing it you can totally yeah, yeah you can totally do it by yourself but all, there is maybe there is also like a community around running and so like if you end up doing like like i run a lot of these new york roadrunners events and like you see the same five thousand people <laughs> every race you go to it's uh, an it's intimate five thousand i'll yeah. tell you something i uh work for the city we do the water fountains during the open streets and all those runners, they're so like fit and foxy. They get out oh, there yeah. early in the morning and they're all running around. And like, great. I was like, do I need to learn how to get up early in the morning? Look at all these attractive people. They must all just be out running at eight in the morning while I'm sleeping. You don't even have to do it early. You could run at any time, although maybe the best looking runners go out at 8 a.m. You know, is there like a like a vampire running club? Maybe that would be right for me. I mean, I do. I, I run much more frequently in the evening. And there's there's plenty of people out there like I run a along the Hudson River, usually like, you know, happy hour. <laughs> uh, and I'll, I'll, and there's lots of people out there um, and there's like running groups. Um, I've mentioned like on here a few times, sometimes I'll get overwhelmed by the running group from Paragon Sports, where just like 40 people in matching T-shirts will come swarming in every lane. Oh, it sounds um, like there's rivalries. I like it now. Now you're like mm -hmm. scratching my competitive itch. I want to yeah. know like who's the. Who's the heel, you know? Well, it's <laughs> Paragon Sports, I believe. <laughs> yeah, right. if, yeah. if I'm the face, yeah. Um, I think we're like slowly building the case uh, for you, Susie. Like, why why should you run? Like, you can start another badass team or of some sort, get some cool uniforms. I went like, to the... Like, just walk parts of your runs, just like as a big group. I think that would be cool. Like, with a lot of flair. Um, some swagger, yeah. I, but I think like, I think a lot of it is just having a motivation and the motivation needs to be your own. Right. And for some people, it's what you're talking about, like getting those endorphins that they're used to for other people. It's like, you know, getting in shape, whatever it might be like, just, you have to have something that like makes you want to keep going out and doing it. And then ultimately you have to like grow to like the thing itself, which I think was a breakthrough that I don't know, Dave, you and I maybe both had, like, as we started getting more serious about it, like, I don't know, I just, I just grew to like running a lot more than I ever had before, like as I got better at it. Yeah, I don't know. I've I've always done it and I've always liked it, but I have liked it more maybe in the last, I don't know, on my, on my 40th birthday, I just went on a really, really long run. That was kind of, that was on like On my 40th thing. birthday, I took a bus to Carvel because it was the pandemic. There was nothing <laughs> oh, else no. to do. <laughs> oh, no, that's not, yeah. Which one did you get? Did you get a uh, fudgy or cookie puss? Cookie puss. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. it was a an oddly romantic bus ride because no one else was on the bus. It was. Just... <laughs> did you did you eat the cake on the bus? No, I, I was no, I was because you were like still terrified of like. Oh yeah. Even oh, yeah. being on a bus without like three masks on, you know. So. Oh yeah, that's. It was a weird time, but it, it makes very... for a good. Story. I thought I was gonna go to Japan on my fortieth birthday. Turns out I went to Ridgewood on a bus to get a cookie puss. It's a great Carvel, though. 
Yeah, yeah, it has a nice some neon. It's a good, it's a good retro one. Yeah, that's a classic one. Mm-hmm. Queens has all the best Carvels. Yeah, we that's pretty much all we have. Yeah. <laughs> Rough year for the Mets, but it's always a good year for Carvel. <laughs> um, another thing, well, but so I I went out and just did a big run on my 40th, and I just started running like a lot more. And then what a part of what motivated me to run a marathon really was because I always used to say that I would I would never run a marathon and never could actually because I have bad knees but I ran my first one in May and what really motivated me like above everything else was I have like an of a, a older musician friend who I really like a lot and respect and he found out I was running a lot and asked me to run a marathon with him oh that's nice yeah and then so but then it occurred to me like huh I should um I don't want to run my first marathon with him I want to make sure I can like get through one so then I like trained up for one last spring and did it wow that's a big it, accomplishment it was very fun it was it was really it's cool fun i had an awesome time it was a little hot it was it was too hot that day that was the only problem Whoa. yeah but um but it was it, yeah and it, it didn't not everything went according to plan but that's also kind of fun like dealing with the challenge of like getting through it you know such a time commitment oh my gosh it's hard to get that many yeah that many runs in like i don't think i have enough time to train right now to, to run it like a really good time you know wow like, like a friend, a friend who's a really good runner recently gave me his training calendar and he does 75 miles a week. Wow. That's yeah. impressive. I, but I never got close to that. You know, I, I think I was doing like, I'm trying to remember now what I was doing. I was doing like. I can um, see why a running podcast might be popular because runners need a lot of entertainment during their 75 exactly. miles a week. We've covered, <laughs> yeah, we, we've discussed that a bit and. <laughs> and our, our our former guest, popular runner Jim Pergolizzi, who does hundred mile races, talked about he just listens to podcasts the whole time. Is hun is that the ultra marathon? That's the or that's that's, that's an ultra. ultra distance, yeah. But oh, okay, my I had a, there was a roller derby player that used to run ultra marathons with her husband. They're like, know, I don't know how many miles. Well, how much is a regular a regular marathon's thirty something? What is it? Twenty six point two. Twenty six, and then what is ultra? anything above that i think it's technically technically anything above that but i'd say the first like standard distance above that is probably a 50k which is about 33 miles and this person does a hundred like does he just run to philadelphia on the weekends (laughs) he's training for a 140 right now wow wow oh and there's a whole like there's something called a backyard ultra um have you heard of of these doesn't involve mud <laughs> everything involves mud now it could um <laughs> not in, not intentionally not by design necessarily but uh it's just like it could be like a mile loop or it could be any distance loop um that people just just run for like you could do a hundred mile format or was it i think our one of our guests pierce i think was doing one was it a last man standing where you just run until do you know that's how roller derby started? No. That's how the beginning of roller derby was. It was just like an endless race around an oval until like the last one standing was the winner. But they found that it was really boring to watch. And the only thing that people liked was when people would crash into each other. And it, it's <laughs> that's the birth of roller derby. I, I'm not great with years, but it was a long time ago. I want to say it was like the 30s or something wow. when, it, when it began. But that's how roller derby started. It was just like an ultra race. Probably exactly like this. And then when collisions would happen, much, much like NASCAR, people were like, that's the, ooh, that's the part we like the best. And then eventually it turned into roller derby. I mean, it was obviously, it was always on wheels. It was a, a roller race, an endless roller race for days. <laughs> Could you see adapting a running race with some <laughs> derby style, like, like contact and rules and stuff? Like, would that work? I mean, rollerball was a fictitious game involving motorcycles and roller skates, so maybe okay. it's possible. All right. There's always a little bit of uh, elbowing and stuff and running, right? At least on the track. Maybe not that, out of, I mean, on the road. Even in like a mile race, it's pretty physical and psychological for sure. Like when you don't have your own dedicated lane, it could get nasty, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I was certainly never fast enough to... <laughs> deal with that myself but i, I remember <laughs> a little bit there's, a, there's like tragic spills during big races that's like like oh my god when oh, they're yeah. all at the front and they're like world contenders and they all oh, my oh gosh. yeah that's the drama of live sport yeah, <laughs> trends yeah any sport has that it doesn't matter which one mm-hmm. yeah 
even something as pastoral as as running some have it like more than others though like those epic bike crashes are just something else um oh yikes uh, yeah so despite the fact that i'm i don't think we've successfully convinced you to like running yet i'm (laughs) i'm gonna suggest a slight pivot because um this week we asked Susie to suggest our song of the week and uh, oh yeah and so Susie got back to us and suggested three songs of the week which i thought was great which is a very kind of similar a very trevor move um reminiscent of the of the time he sent me a playlist with 14 songs <laughs> when you're supposed to pick one well i i had, I had a, feelings of songs it depends on the mood but go ahead yeah i sent a playlist um it was a great playlist rather um, than rather than a song but yeah we we listened to all three songs or at least i did yeah i made a playlist out of them and ran to them today um so I guess, Susie, what was the first song? Do you want to tell us the first song you picked and, and why you liked it? Well, yeah, the one that I always pick is kind of a non, I would say it's a not expected song, but it's such a kind of like a, to me, it's like a jock jam. It just has that like music feeling of like that you're ready to like lift a giant barbell or something. Like, I can just shove anything through the ceiling. I'm so pumped. But I just love this band called the Nova Twins. They're from Britain and it's too women in there and it's uh kind of like in it's not like industrial rock but it's like it's pretty kind of like it's got a lot of techno sort of feel heavy heavy beats like those heavy beats like you would hear at a gym but not like like to me there's two genres that are awful it's grocery music and gym music like <laughs> those two that's like where i hear like 90 percent of popular music that i'm like oh i don't know is it gym music is it grocery store music and this is definitely not that but Um, Yeah, the Nova Twins have this song called Cleopatra. And it just, it's like, like, I'm a boss bitch. (laughs) Just like, yeah, (laughs) like, but it's not cliche, like so many of the other um, songs like that, you know, but it's like, I'm a samurai warrior fighter, you know, like. And it really gets me pumped. I actually think it's probably like too much. I think if I put it on to be running, I would like immediately be spent. Run too it's fast. More, it would be like the music I would put on to like lift an incredibly heavy weight or like push a sled or something, you know, like it's just like such a, it's like to me a jock jam. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I love to say jock jams. That's like such a great, like classic collection of, of music. Oh yeah. It's a great description no, this, for this that song, song too. This yeah. Song was, was great. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I would have called it like british hip-hop or something but yeah it's it's like kind of got a hip-hop thing but also like heavy guitars like a lot of effects pedals and like it's just bad it's badass for lack of a it's it's really badass badass. (laughs) i I did it three times during my run today and the first time during my like warm-up when i was running slow and yeah, it was it was fine for that. But then I was doing like incline strides. So I was like going up to like fast speeds and fast incline. And it was like perfect for that. Yeah, you're a samurai warrior. Yeah, dancer, I was like, I'm fighter. a boss bitch. Yeah, that's you're like a boss a, bitch. I was I'm running Cleopatra. up the hill. Yeah. I'm a samurai, samurai, samurai It worked for me. It was a combination of the the lyrics and the and the beat and everything. So that one, yeah. that one certainly ran. Oh, I'm glad you like that. Yeah, no, that was. I mean, that of the three, that was my favorite of a song to run to. So then, did it run for you, Trevor? Did you run to it, or you just listened to it? It did. I, I ran to all three this morning. It it definitely run run for <laughs> me. I'd say um, I couldn't add anything to Susie's description, which I think. Um, yeah, it's just a badass song. I, I remember where I was running to it this morning and I had like just a nice, it was a good sort of section. And part of the reason I remember is because it was right before um, another song came on and that was when I had my my crash. Um, oh, so. oh no. <laughs> I feel like this song. I remember too. thinking like the other song is very like softer, slower song. And I was like, maybe, maybe there is something to be said about running to more like traditional, like, like, like to your point, like like jock jam, like running, like what people would think like running music is. Cause I usually listen to like stuff that's not like that while I'm running. 
Um, but no, I, I enjoyed it very much. Badass song. And then the next song was a funny suggestion only because I had just been talking to um, a friend about this one. And so it was fun, like the day before or a few days before. So it was funny that you suggested it. But the next song was. Oh, I chose it's. It's such a popular song, and sometimes I feel like I'm supposed to be more esoteric, but I just really love the cadence of Wet Legs, Chaise Long. Hey you, over there, on the chaise long in your underwear, what are you doing sitting down? You should be horizontal now. Because it kind of has this like, bump, 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 sort of like heartbeat feeling, and I sometimes... Like when I play roller derby, after you break out of the pack, that's like the highest intensity moment. And you need to get out first. That's the game. If you get out first, you control the game. If you get out of the pack first. And a lot of times after I get out of the pack, I hear that song playing because it's almost like a moment of like resetting as you circle the pack and get ready to attack again. And so like, I feel like when I'm in the moment, I can't think about anything else except for survival. And then when I break out and I need that moment to like kind of recalibrate uh, and it's like bump, 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 bump. And uh, on the chase long, all day long. And it's, I don't know, it just feels like a good mental reset and alignment, sort of like a, a focusing moment. So it's not the same as like a crazy pump up, but it's more of like a focus up. And it's just that little bump, 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 bump. Nah, 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 nah. It just it does it does it for me. I don't even like it. Just came to me one day, like as I I broke out of oh, the pack, cool. and then I had my, my lap to recalibrate, and it was just like bump, 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 bump. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I like I like I like songs like that that have you know like like very different um, shifts in sort of their feel, and it goes from like yeah the real simple the real simple like drum beat into like that cool riff and the riff kind of like drags out a bit. So there's sort of like, I don't know, it goes from like a very like sort of staccato, like choppy thing to something like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I like that too. And, and once you know it, you're kind of like looking forward to it. Right. So you can kind of get like pumped up knowing that that guitar is about to come in and stuff. Uh, yeah. And it's overall just a, a light song, but it just has a, it's the, it's the driving beat. It's like the, that heartbeat moment. And I, it's, I was speaking to someone about roller derby and about how, I feel like when you watch like a sports movie or something and they they try to recreate this feeling where like there's like an eruption of noise outside. There's like a crowd going crazy. But in your mind, it feels like you have a bucket on your head and you can hear nothing except for like your own heartbeat in that moment. And then the action happens and then all of a sudden you're back in reality and you can hear the the loud crowd but there is a moment where it's like it's there but it, you're totally ignoring it like you have big earmuffs on and maybe you can just hear is like bump 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 so it's <laughs> just like a really intense it, i would i don't think a lot of people have really felt that moment it, i mean how could you really like to be like i'm performing athletically in front of thousands of screaming people i don't think a lot of like average adults like get to participate in such a, an activity you know on a monthly basis like i do but it is really thrilling and it when I've seen it like represented in in like movies and it is really really it feels like that hells yeah <laughs> that's what I'm, that's what I'm hoping the New York marathon will be like uh where people cheer for you the whole time um yeah I mean just been like a blur of like exciting faces and like crazy cowbells and stuff yeah because when I ran the Providence marathon there were not that many people there <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it was nothing like that it was more like just running uh, now i'm just laughing about the simpsons because i remember the episode where homer becomes the boxer yeah and, uh, and marge is like homer you have to fight back and he's like that, that, tree, that, that the tree like, is that, right what, what that, said, that cactus is that right cactus, yes. <laughs> yeah. that cactus is right i think about that episode a lot uh, now yeah now i'm now i'm then it was just kid mo uh, <laughs> right oh my god we'll see the that. cactus think... yeah cactus everything's right. kind of there but not really a reality oh that cactus is right he, try... <laughs> <laughs> he tries he throws a punch but it doesn't work no dreader tatum still beats him mm -hmm. i'm um, glad i was able to work in a simpsons <laughs> i know i can't believe it took so long actually um we're we're running low on time so we should mention the last song you picked was uh oh yes I think we yeah I, it was I picked the, um I picked the Hellion by Judas Priest because I'm really just like a teenage boy in the 80s I think but 
I specifically chose this song because one time we played roller derby in Australia on a on a tour. We actually got brought over New York and Los Angeles and um, somebody wanted to like this bill for us to go on a little mini tour playing roller derby and we each got to pick an entrance song like we're wrestlers or something like pro wrestlers and I was like oh maybe I'll pick this man and I was like I don't know I just think that there's a reason why Judas Priest the Hellion is so good like it's such a like like if I was gonna walk into an arena like with smoke and like and you know maybe like uh it is like an intro song like that's all it is it's not even even a real song yeah right it's it's only 10 seconds and then it turns into electric eye Who knows what, what this part will sound like, <laughs> and I'll put in sound effects and like you know, but you know, like in um in uh, Willy Wonka where they go on the boat ride. I haven't seen it in so long. All I know is it always ends in some kind of ironic punishment, which is I'm, I'm fine with. But I like the kid who gets punished as badly for chewing gum as the kids who are like seriously like shitbag kids, or the ones that are like stealing and then the, yeah, yeah, like I'm yeah. trying to remember what they do. One of them spoiled. And like, I guess that's not really her fault, but um, she gets murdered for it anyway. <laughs> but, <laughs> They're making but, it again. What? No. It's coming again. I saw a preview for it when I was watching the Turtles movie. Who, the who's, playing, who's playing Willy Wonka now? Oh my gosh. I don't even remember. I just have no brain for... Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know. You can just edit yeah. all this out. It's not it, a movie podcast. It's either... No. It's either. Oh, well, I like this part. It's... Uh, it's either uh, Timothy Chalamet. Yes, that's it. It's is it's that really that who it is? Oh. I think. Wait, hang on. I, I'm just gonna just straight just, up cheat. That's like the that's the young person. I, I think know. it's one of those like. Yeah, it is. It actually is Timothy Chalamet. Really well done. He's just <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> they should let me make these films. I know. I mean, you know. Yeah, and Chloe Savini will be in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, the whole cast of the film Kids is gonna be a. Uh... Oh no. She would be great. She's a great actress. It's um, true. Yeah, but that's that's something we often on the podcast talk about the age of our listeners. Do you um, know your your demographic? 39 through 41. 39. Wow, that's a really uh, I like that number. That's what we say. But I think I've recently discovered that um we're also very popular with the mothers of 39 through 41 year olds. Oh. So you should, this really would help you get big uh, sponsorship investors. You, you know a lot about your listenership. Because it's yet yeah, so targeted. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it, yeah, Big Brother knows all about who's listening. I need a running product. I got all inspired yesterday. I was at the Jersey Shore over the weekend and I went for a walk and I was like, the water, the ocean water was so cold. And I was like, I have to run so that I get hot enough to want to go in the ocean water. And then I did do a tiny little run. And then um, like today I was walking around and I was like, "Mm, how did those Baywatch babes do it? The whole inside of my legs are like totally chafed up from running in a bathing suit. It's Um, not good. It's not designed for it. I know, um, what's it called? Tracksmith just has like a new collection of things that are supposed to be designed that you can run in and swim in. Oh, Oh. I need that product because I really, my inner legs really suffered from that brief but sweaty run on the beach in a bathing suit. And I actually, the only problem with gear, uh, Tracksmith is they're a bit, they're a bit pricey, but their stuff's all amazing. But um, we have a, we have a female correspondent who sometimes does test products in in the portion of the show that we call the gear shed. Oh yeah. I want to know if it can withstand like a leg chafe and then like a wave hit, like does the top stay on? Like. So I so I did a twelve mile run on Saturday with our female gear shed correspondent, um, and she is edged twelve miles. She said it was great. She was giving me a gear shed review while we were about seven eight miles in about how it was far superior. The the and bra it was like, the, like was a little like, underwear runners like it was like the kind of underwear you can wear as as your whole outfit if you're a runner. You know? Yeah, like a sprinter would wear. Yeah, it was like a two piece. It was like a a bra that's also a shirt. <laughs> I don't I don't think it's I think Susie, are you talking about the the shorts that like the Olympic 
runners will wear that look look uh, basically like a bathing suit bottom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, these shorts were a little longer. They weren't long, but they were like there was a there was a shorts element to it. They they weren't like. I'm still intrigued. I'm I'm intrigued, they, and I think it's cool that you have a product tester. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, well, we need we need to make sure to test the the female products as well. But that is what I learned that the Tracksmith running bra is better than the Brooks running bra. Hmm. So I thought you were gonna recommend a salve or like a like a like a <laughs> put 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 deodorant on your thighs, kind of like. <laughs> I love um I love that part of the opening of the film Juno where they're doing like the montage of like um. Michael Sarah's character because he's like a, a cross country runner in high school, and there's oh, a close up yeah. of him putting deodorant on his thighs, <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. I love his character. There is a Vaseline thing with roller derby, but when you're breaking in new skates, you actually should cover your feet in Vaseline because it keeps them from getting ripped open by the leather skate breaking in. Wow. It works too. It yeah. really works. Yeah. I remember in high school, one of our track coaches was like a marathon guy, and I remember. When uh when we learned that he taped his nipples to run marathons, and we did respond like immaturely as teenage boys to learning that, because that's the other thing is like teenagers who run don't usually run those kind of distances, right? They run like right, they run track distances and cross country. Like not many teenagers know about marathon running, really. Have you have you talked about the nipple chafe? Is that just a given for those that run long distances? I never I never knew. I just know of it from the office. <laughs> Um, I, I thought about whether I had to do anything like that before my first marathon and I didn't do anything and it was fine. So, okay. I guess yeah. it depends on the fabric you're wearing also. Maybe the fabrics have improved since, you know, the nineties mm-hmm. when all there coach... was, was like scratchy cotton. Well, yeah. When, yeah. Since, since uh, my old track coach, Bill was running in wool, <laughs> wearing like an old timey hockey Jersey to run a marathon, you know, <laughs> like a pilgrim outfit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He needed, he needed the, the nipple tape, but now it's probably not as necessary. Although they still sell all that stuff. I've, I've, I've actually, I've felt the conditions that like, if, if I kept going, like this was outside of a race, so I just stopped. But like, if, if I was in a race and I just kept going, like I could tell, like, I can tell like how it could happen. Um, well, you've run longer distances. Like you've been out there for eight hours. Yeah. But the, actually the one time I saw that happen to somebody was, was a 13 mile race, a trail race. And um, my friend and I were sitting in the parking lot afterwards. Um, uh, and this guy walked by and just, just blood all like both sides of, of his shirt. Just, it just like, like wow. it was serious it was like wow okay you like guys that. lose toenails like roller derby players right do you have you lost toenails running i, I lose them all the time i haven't you lose them skating yeah because uh a lot of times i think it's from getting kicked in the foot or uh, just having a skate that's really tight and having it bump but losing yeah. toenails the big toe is pretty common and then i don't know if this happens to runners but Hopefully and luckily it's really gross, but the new one kind of starts to grow in under the one that's going to fall off. And then you're like, oh my God, when is the one that's going to fall off going to fall off? And it's like, oh, there's so much, there's so much crossover between roller derby and, uh, and running. I think the difference between what you're describing though, is you're a world-class athlete and like at the top of your sport and Dave and I are, are not, but like, but like, elite runners that definitely happens i mean i'm I, more like paul newman and Slapshot. like i'm kind of past my prime and like sort of you are just you are on. now yeah um because i have no identity outside of this place but um. but you but you used to be like paul newman in like if they made a prequel to Slapshot. yeah <laughs> used I to be like maybe used to be like that which is probably yeah. a good film I, I was talking to a friend who's a very fast marathoner and he tried one ultra and i think he said he didn't like it because his toenails fell off mm. and and he was like screw this some of the roller derby skaters like paint on fake toenails like that's hilarious <laughs> oh wow <laughs> i know I, I, yeah i don't know if i've ever lost a nail don't go swimming when you are worried about one about to fall off it's the grossest feeling ever yeah <sighs> i'm not gonna do it Mm-mm, don't do it I'm not a, i'm not a strong swimmer so <laughs> Maybe so. Oh. No triathlon for you. Maybe you're gonna. You might. Who knows? No, I'm never. I, I don't know how to swim. I'm. I'm a. It's a thing. <laughs> I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna swim Fair that far enough. or any distance. Probably. Maybe Trevor though. I I have very little desire to 
to try that sport. It's the um, water, right? F the water, not into the water part. I could ride the bike. I, I, I think, I don't know. I mean, this is this, this, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll I don't want to say it's the, I feel like it's a different um, vibe too than, than the type of like running that I like to do too, which is not like super serious. Um, I feel it's like a lot of tri- triathletes just like, it seems pretty intense to me, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, you couldn't be a light triathlete. I don't like, think like I'm just like a chill, like I'm just gonna like sort of just, yeah, it doesn't really fit, I don't think, the triathlon scene. Well, like our guest last week, a uh, popular musician and popular runner, Brandon Edder, talking about how during his runs, sometimes he walks a little bit. Like, what's the equivalent of that in the middle of the oh, swimming they're... portion? You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the doggy yeah. paddle. <laughs> yeah, like I'm just gonna float around for a while. <laughs> they, they, they do have, um, like, so. People will do these, like, there's, like, long runs and stuff that people will do, but there's also these things called um, picnics, where people will will do, like, a portion of, of like, biking, too. They'll, like, bike to a trail and then, like, go up and down and then go back to the bike. And then, like, so those are, those are sort of, like, two-thirds of a triathlon without the sort of structure and formality of a race. I don't know. I can see myself doing something like that. That does sound kind of pleasant. Yeah. Also, That's I don't okay. have a car, so I could see that. And then I have like, ridden I guess... a bike to Forest Park. I have ridden a bike to Forest Park, gone running, and then eaten ice cream at Eddie's Sweet Shop. That is a recommend for me. Hey, nice. Well, you it... bike bike down to Coney Island, do your hundred meter run on the sand, and then take a dunk in the ocean. <laughs> if I have the, I have to test out that new space fabric bathing yeah. suit, the uh, running bikini situation oh yeah no, we'd, we'd be happy to hear your review as well to add to the uh to add to the data that we're accumulating the old-fashioned way <laughs> mm-hmm. if, if you're listening to this podcast um yeah. data collecting watch companies yeah we can just yeah. do it we could do it the old the old school way word of mouth word of mouth <laughs> word of mouth data collection that used to be all there was yeah oh okay well we're probably are winding down out of and running out of time. I don't know, Susie, if we've convinced you um, to to begin a lifelong love affair with running from here on out. I do think that my cardio would be greatly improved by adding in some kind of a running training, especially interval running, because that's the one that I just absolutely hate the worst. So I'd imagine that might have the biggest benefit. Okay, well, yeah. Maybe we'll check back in with you about that and we'll we'll send you the special interval training playlist, uh, 14 song playlist that Trevor made. Nice. I wonder if I could even do like a, a track workout without dying. Like those were so. Those are difficult. tough. Like the, the multiple 400s, the multiple. Mm-hmm. That was absolutely brutal. I definitely it would be an, uh, awful, but. You mean like the ladders and stuff? Is that what they were called? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like to... One on, one off. Like, let's do it. Terrible. Maybe we'll do that after um, after the community mile uh, event that we've been planning. <laughs> we've been planning for three months, where we invite all our local listeners to to the Lindsay Track on the East River to to race yeah. a mile. I guess it's funny. Running is can be a very solitary activity, but I think. There's a lot of social elements involved. It probably makes it easier to stick with it. Yeah. And you see that you see the same people out there sometimes. And and then like I said, there's there's events and there's talking about running and there's podcasting about running, which is one of the great simple pleasures of life. Nice. Guys <laughs> doesn't have a podcast. Does it even exist? I didn't I ne- I never thought I'd have a podcast. I never thought I'd run a marathon. And here I am podcasting about my marathon running. Wow. So, so, well, so what's what's up next for you two? Are you training for the New York Marathon or? I, I actually I just qualified through the nine plus one program two days ago for next year's New York Marathon. So oh. I'm running that in 2024. I think I'm going to run Richmond in November, the Richmond Marathon. How about you, Trevor? What's coming up? Um. So I am running a race in September. It's my only race of the year i did a like a bigger run in the mountains at the end of july that was like a planned sort of traverse um but that was just by myself i was the only racer um september i'm running an actual race um against other people against other people (laughs) the 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 kilkenny ridge race i'm I'm running the 25 mile version uh there's also a 50 where you you run what i run i'm gonna run and then you just run back again what kind of elevation (laughs) is there in that 
uh, I don't know. We might we might get fact checked on this next week, but I think around seven thousand, eight thousand. Ooh, I'm cringing. Uh, this you can edit out what I'm about to say, but I would love <laughs> for you to interview a person that's into Disney running. Oh, oh. yeah, sure. It's because I had I had a roller derby teammate, and I never knew that she had that in her. And after she retired from Derby, I started to see on her social media that she was getting into this. And it is a very active scene. I didn't wow. even know about it. There's oh, a lot of... They travel to Disney places, dress like Disney characters, and Disney organizes the event and the medals are all like collectible Disney items. It's a very active... Kind of like, sounds Maybe... like the, the brony scene. A little bit. Yeah. Maybe we'll do some investigative journalism. Yeah, but then they run. They really do run. I'm like, going to dress up like get, they Jiminy don't just Cricket. Get dressed. <laughs> <laughs> they don't just get dressed up. They like legitimately do the run. And it's like, I don't know if it's just a 5K or if it's more than that, but it's a like active fit people. It's not just like. It's not a joke. Well, yeah, we're, we're, a... We, 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 we say we like to celebrate all types of, of running on, on the Power of Motion Picnic Hour. So let's get her as special guests. I you think can, learning uh, about the counterculture yeah. of Disney running would be really fan, like re really insightful. I think it would be fascinating because it's a world like the Disney culture in general is such an interesting, like goes really deep and it involves many people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think maybe I'll go undercover. And run yeah, up. an investigative reporting. Yeah, and go see what it's like, right? Go yeah. get the man, the man on the street, right? Yeah. Dress, I'll dress up as um. Mm -hmm. Who else is good? I I haven't seen anything recent in, in Disney. I don't know. I just keep thinking about Aladdin and how. Just... <laughs> and he that's a good costume for running in, or like Mowgli from the Jungle Book. That's a oh, good would run. that be too easy? Yeah, that, you yeah. could just use that running bathing suit. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna Mowgli. I'm gonna dress like Dumbo. Both, <laughs> both, both Aladdin and Mowgli, great, great runners. Yeah, very well. Yeah, I feel like they do a lot of parkour and stuff. Um, I'm trying to, th I'm trying to remember characters. I'm gonna dress like one of the brooms from Fantasia. <laughs> I know. I don't think. I do think if there are a majority more uh, female Disney princesses that one would would be running, but I'm sure that there's active male character oh. dress as well, but. Okay, this is something we need to investigate. So I'm running the Richmond Marathon, but after that, I'm I'm doing whatever this is. It seems like a good maybe winter thing. Go down to Orlando. Yes, yes. You, mm -hmm. yeah, you don't have to keep this in the podcast. You could just put this in for a future idea, but I'm really excited to know I'll... about the counterculture of Disney running. Well, whether this stays in or not, I like the idea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, maybe we should do it. We should sign off the podcast, I guess. Because uh, I think we've we've broken a nice new record here. I think maybe with our longest interview ever. Oh God! Then I have I nothing to talk about for running. So do some good heavy-handed editing. And a I'll... dream is a wish your heart makes when you're fast asleep. <laughs> I knew we were going to learn something at the end. Well, thank uh, you for having me, picnic party. <laughs> yeah, Susie, thank you so much for joining us. This has been wonderful. Um, we enjoyed and we we enjoyed it and we learned a lot. And we we look forward to following up with you to find out how your running life journey is going, or at least uh, how your review about the the running swimming clothes. I'm glad we were able to talk about falling off toenails and nipple problems. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the important stuff, hard hitting. This is the Power Motion Picnic Hour. Wow, what a great interview. Thanks so much to Susie for coming by. That was so much fun. That was awesome. Thank you, Susie. Um, yeah, excited to 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 hear where this this running where, where this running podcast uh takes her on her on her journey um i can see a transition into the into the ultra world um given where we ended uh but yeah. uh yeah great great talk um i think we uh we wanted to close with a little bit of mailbag we might have to put push off some of it until next week but there are a few things we should probably attend to um anything you want to start off with um no i'll let you go first <laughs> all right well i think there was you know it's a it's a it's one we have to hit because we heard from uh multiple listeners um uh and with with mailbag submissions about the term strides for speed oh that's right um and there was a comment from from one dear listener um a live in person uh comment i actually saw this listener and, and he said he he likes he likes how when you refer to the workout you always refer to it as strides for speed 
And another dear listener picked up on this as well and, and had a question. Is the workout named Strides or Strides for Speed? Uh, I've always just thought of it as Strides with purpose defined as for speed, but maybe it is just shortened. I like how Dave always includes the purpose of the workout in its name. Another favorable opinion of the of the term. So tell us, Dave. I thought it was called Strides for Speed. <laughs> and I, I'd never heard of it before. And, and when it was first suggested in the mailbag, it came in as, I suggest Dave do Strides for Speed, which was really just a sentence, apparently, where they were saying the workout and then explaining why I should do it. It's It's like when it took us several weeks to untangle the mailbag submission about the regionalization of of Stoner Rock, um, listener Dan, uh, the, the the weekly weekly update for three or four weeks running. But so I guess we've gotten to the bottom of that. Um, yeah, and I've learned something. Although I might keep calling it Strides for Speed. It's now I understand I it's, it's, it's it's a tagline now. It's it's I think we it's like what that, that's what it is now. What exercise is Dave doing? Strides. Why is he doing it for speed? Right, like that, <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Well, we got to the bottom of that. Thank you. Uh, thank you listeners though <laughs> i'm happy to um, know and yeah and might even adjust my behavior accordingly let's see and i think I, i've got I, I might put off um some pretty big updates okay. around the around the community mile until next week i think we need to devote a little bit more time uh to those just i guess listener know that they're coming we've got some details um beginning to be fleshed out and a few updates on some some related uh communi- communications. Um, but in the meantime, um, we heard from one uh, listener who explained that the opposite of provincial, a moment where we got hung up last episode. Oh, that's right. At a very fortissimo moment of forgetting the word. Um, and in this case, neither of us was able to, to think of it. Um, uh, she kindly offered cosmopolitan. Cosmopolitan is the, is the opposite of provincial. I think she's right. That was the word I was grasping for, but unable. I, I kept on thinking uh, continental for some reason, which is more a breakfast served at a, a Marriott than it is the opposite of provincial. Yeah. I, and I would suggest if you can't think of the word cosmopolitan, go with the word metropolitan, which is not exactly not exactly uh, the opposite, but but well, I do we, had, we we had a Simpsons reference during our interview, and it remind. I always, whenever I'm sort of thinking about that, I always think of Marge um, in one of the episodes, just just saying, "Oh, how international!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that's like us, really, with our with our you know uh, northeastern United States and Belgian listening audience. So yeah, what uh, anything anything on your end, Dave? Um, I don't have any mailbag. I think that was it um so that's good we covered that uh and i i covered a little bit of um gear shed in during mm-hmm. the interview and we covered song of the week with our three songs in the interview that Susie suggested we covered, it. We, we covered a lot yeah we covered a lot so I, I guess i guess that's it and i even mentioned in the interview that i just two days ago qualified for next year's new york marathon oh that's i mean that's it did come out in the interview, but congratulations officially and uh, massive accomplishment. You've been working hard throughout the whole podcast season on uh, on that effort, and and um, maybe you could share for the listener a, a photo of um, of you at the qualifying statue. That's right. Uh, I'll, I have. I'll share a photo. I have a photo of me ringing the bell that you ring when you've completed your nine plus one. Um, I ran, I ran real slow for about 11 miles, like really slow. And then I just ran like the fastest last mile ever, which was so fun. I was just <laughs> was awesome. flying by people. It was a kind of a nice, actually a victory lap. I think we call it in the sports world. Awesome. I guess we should probably wrap it up for this week. I know um, it's a long episode and I don't want it to ever end, but I think, you know, all good, all good things have to, you know, come to end even marathon length podcast episodes. So until next time. Onward.
special guest, Susie Hot Rod. This is the power. 